Hello, Buju, and welcome to uh, Remembering Episode 6 of Under the Same Stars podcast. I'm your host, Shangwei Benise Kuei, and I'm so happy that you're here re-listening to this episode with me. Um, women and power, very, very close to home as to what I'm going with, going through with again right now, which is very interesting. Um, um, a quick note, um, in this episode, there is a, a note about a giveaway, um, that contest is closed for now, but do keep your eyes open on my social media. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, um, Facebook, Twitter. I have my own website, um, jeanwaybenisekwe.com. Um, also welcome to zsplays.com. So, um, very interesting things happening. So if you are, looking to hear more from me, um, you can also hear me on um, LU Radio, um, which is 102.7 FM in Thunder Bay. Um, but you can also stream online at luradio.ca. So my show is called Z's Place. And um, it, along the same lines as this podcast, you know, I'm sharing a bit of my own teachings and, and messages that I receive from Spirit. Um, but really the purpose of that show is to promote uh, decolonization and reconciliation through music. And, you know, I was really inspired um, by Gordowney and, and just seeing, you know, how much um, social action that can happen um, and change that can happen through music. And um, yeah, so tune in on Wednesdays from 2 to 4 Eastern Standard Time. Like I said, um, LU Radio, um, C-I-L-U, it's 102.7 FM in the Thunder Bay area, or you can stream online at luradio.ca. Um, all right, so back to this episode. Um, very interesting um, about what it means to be powerful and what power means um, as a woman as to me as an indigenous woman, um, it's very, very interesting. So listen to the episode, um, stay tuned, um, in the spring is when my, uh, new episodes will launch. Um, but there's been lots of changes in my life since this, this episode in March. So, um, very, very interesting. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode and please listen to the end for the drum song. Beautiful, beautiful drum song. So thank you for tuning in and, um, like, and subscribe so you can get, um, you know, these podcasts straight to your phone or device or whatever you got, um, as they come out. So, uh, again, thank you for listening and, uh, enjoy. Hello, Buju, and welcome to episode six of Under the Same Stars podcast. I'm your host, Jean-Wei Benise Quay, which means sounding Thunderbird woman. My English name is Crystal Hardy, and I am an Anishinaabe woman from uh, Rocky Bay First Nation in northwestern Ontario. So I really created this podcast as a way to highlight people doing amazing things in their communities and really being a shining light for unity. So I've been um, really blessed to have um, many people um, already that I've spoken with and many more um, coming down the line. Um, and this month, uh, being that it's uh, International Women's Day tomorrow, um, I'm going to be highlighting three really amazing women um, who are role models to me and and that I just um, love and adore. So stay tuned. Um, next week will be a very good dear friend and colleague of mine, Yolanda Wanakamik, and um, she's just very super amazing. And 
our conversation, uh, we almost forgot that we were recording. So um, I really hope that uh, you feel that way as well, and you you get really um, you know connected to the words that we that we were connected to. Um, so before I get started on today's episode, I just wanted to um, announce um, that I am doing a giveaway for a book. So the book is by Richard Wagamese. It's called Embers, One Ojibwe's Meditations. Um, again, this is such a beautiful book to me. Um, you know, you flip to any page, open up and, and read a passage and, and it really helps to, you know, center you or you can use it in your own form of meditation. So if you want to win this book, um, all you have to do is go to my Facebook page or Instagram page, Zhongwei Benisekwe, and I will uh, link that in the show notes. And you have to like the page and then just tag a friend in the comment section. So I will, um, <clears throat> excuse me, announce the winner next week on Thursday, March 14th um, on both of those pages. So um, just to give you a little teaser and set us up for today, I wanted to share one of the meditations with you. So it says, <clears throat> excuse me, me, I miss my mother sometimes really bad. Old woman, maybe try missing her really well. Me, how do I do that? Old woman, see that sunrise? See how the beautiful colors are there? How clear and clean the air feels? How good it feels inside of you? Me, yes, it's wonderful. Old woman. She lives in that. So maybe just say, thanks, Mom, when you see and feel things like that. Now I miss my mother really well. Beautiful, beautiful. So that's going to set us up for our episode today, which I'm going to be talking about women in power. Um, but please um, make sure you check out my website, zhangweibenisekwe.com. Um, like and um, share the Facebook and Instagram pages. And for the Under the Same Stars podcast, make sure you're subscribing and please give me a five-star rating. And uh, let's get into today's episode. Buju, Zhangwei Benise, Kwaid Nishnakaz, Binjiti Wabak Zagging, Anishna Ben, and Donjaba. So I just said hello, my name is Sounding Thunderbird Woman, and I'm from Rocky Bay First Nation, and I'm so happy you're here today and listening to episode six of Under the Same Stars podcast, which I'm going to be speaking to women and power. So March 8th is International Women's Day, so this is really a global day that's celebrating the achievements of women, you know, with the social, economic, cultural, political, all of those things. And really as a day of action to call for um, gender parity. Um, this is obviously an important day to me, uh, being a woman, and particularly being an Indigenous woman. Um, I'm always trying to really encourage and advocate for gender parity. And, and really, um, lately I feel like in our social realm... In the political realm, we're really having a lot of um, more awareness of the inequities faced by a lot of women, and particularly um, women who are Indigenous, 
or uh, women of color, uh, women who have been marginalized in some way. Um, and I won't get into it here because there's lots of uh, narrative online about uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould. Um, but this is sort of, in the last little while, I've actually been struggling a lot with what power means and, and what that means in my own life. I've noticed recently that there's been a lot of messages from spirit coming to me about what are the definitions of things. Um, and I just finished reading uh, the book Women in Power, a manifesto by Mary Beard. And um, she really speaks to a lot of, a lot of the issues about women um, having power and what does that mean. And uh, one of the beautiful reflections that she had was, if women aren't perceived to be within the structure of power, isn't it power itself we need to redefine? So again, that sort of makes me think, what is the definition of power? So when you hear the word power, what are the first things that come to your mind? So I know for me, when I think of power, I think of strength. I think of force. I think of domination. And because those are the things I think of when I think of power, I don't want power. I don't want to have, you know, control over somebody. I, I certainly want strength, but not in a way that's domineering. But then it makes me think back to my Anishinaabe teachings about how powerful women are and, and what power really means, what it means to our soul and our spirit and our energy. So in my own mind, if I'm redefining what power means to me, power means that you can heal people, that you're a healer. Power means that you're compassionate. It means that you're able to have strength for people and it's not physical strength, emotional strength. You're, you're balanced um, holistically in your life. So that's the kind of power that I, I want. And when I think of the word power, I think abuse of power, where people abuse their power. And again, we see a lot of that happening in all realms of our, our lives. And sometimes we're scared of our own power. And it really makes me think of um, the quote, Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson, which I'll share right now. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, 
as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Ah, amazing, right? And again, because I've been looking at what's been happening with women in power that I've been exposed to and how women in power are held to actually higher standards than men in power, like I certainly feel that as an Indigenous woman, sorry, working in a Western profession. So in academia, you know, I feel like, one, being an Indigenous person, I have to really prove myself, you know, that I didn't just get the Indian seat. You know, I really have, have worked hard to get where I need to be. And it wasn't easy. But I feel like, and this may be my own wounds talking, but that I have to work harder to prove to people that, you know, I am doing these things, right? Because, you know, sometimes I get this imposter syndrome, which is what I've been sort of working through in the last month, really trying to figure out, you know, who am I to be this person? Who am I to write a chapter in a book? Who am I to speak on stage? Who am I to start a podcast? All of these things. But going back to that quote, who am I not to do these things? And doing these things gives other people permission to do the same. So I've been really working through that and really trying to change my definition of what power is. And to me, I really feel like there's two pieces that make me feel powerful. So one is education. The more knowledge and experience and wisdom that I gain through learning things, and not just through books, but through my experiences, through meeting people, through storytelling, listening to people's stories, um, makes me feel like I get more powerful. It helps me understand people in a different way and understand myself in a different way. But again, in the last little while, I've been struggling with that, you know, doing my PhD program, teaching at a university, you know, and and I'm not sure, you know, if this is spirit just bringing up these things because it's time to let them go. That's probably what it is. Um, And so that's why I'm really acknowledging it so I can say thank you for the lesson. Um, I've learned what I need to learn and let's move on. But I've really felt, you know, particularly in my PhD courses right now, we're, we're doing a lot of work with statistics and quantitative research methods, um, which is very um, on the other, very opposite of what, you know, my Indigenous worldview is, which is very much speaking with people and listening to stories um, and and that sort of thing. But statistics and, and quantitative is very numbers-driven, very metrics-driven. So I'm struggling with that. And, you know, having to switch my brain, um, I know is a good thing because it's it's challenging it, right? We learn from our challenges more than we learn from when we are successful. We learn from the work that it takes to, to be successful. 
Um, but then, you know, speaking with um, another beautiful indigenous woman, um, friend of mine who is in her PhD, we were talking about, you know, why do we have to just get through? Because that's what people just keep telling me, you know, just, you just got to get through it, you know, push through and then you'll get your PhD and then, then you continue. My friend and I were talking about that and she had mentioned that she had asked a panel of Indigenous scholars the same thing, you know, when you're faced with, with you know, um, standards or protocols or things that maybe don't align with your Western or that align with the Western view and not your Indigenous worldview, what do you do? And essentially, they were saying the same thing. You just get through it. But I've been questioning, why, why do we need to just get through? Why can't we change those structures? And I think that's a really important thing that I, you know, I'm going to continue to work through and see what that means to me going forward. And another great friend of mine I was speaking to um, who has his PhD he was telling me, you know, it is difficult and that statistics and, and quantitative, you know, was a challenge for him because he was really, you know, working with Indigenous communities as a non-Indigenous person and really trying to um, build those relationships and actually building them and building meaningful relationships. And, and so I sort of asked him the same thing, like, you know, well, if you didn't really... Um, enjoy those courses and things and what did you do and he said well you gotta you gotta just push through it but he left me with this very beautiful way that I'm going to refocus myself and that I've I've already started doing so you know he said you know when he had spoken with an elder in the community he was working with she had said to him you know you're you're accountable to us you need to do this for us right it's more than you, just you. And that's, again, going back under the same stars. It's bigger than just me. And so he said, well, why don't you have a picture? Because he, he carried a picture of, of this elder with him. So every time he was working on a difficult assignment or working on a difficult part of his study, he would look at her and say, okay, I'm doing this. It's bigger than me. I'm doing this for her. I'm doing it for the community. So he suggested that I do the same thing. Why did you start your PhD? Why did you start in this work? Why is this work important to you? And it's, it's for my daughter. It's for future generations. It's to heal my past generations. You know, I shared on the very first episode about my mother and, and the struggles that she faced and, and, you know, how I broke that cycle. And that, you know, in this generation of mine, like for my daughter now, you know, she's not going to experience those things. And, you know, I truly believe that every woman that heals herself is healing those seven generations before her and after her. And that really helps me push forward. So, you know, in my, my picture that I have in my workstation that's going to be with me all the time is a picture of my daughter my mother, and my grandmother. And I really, again, going back to women in power, you know, we are four very powerful women. And I can say that without cringing. I can say that without thinking, ew, power, like controlling, dominant, dominant all of those things. That's not what it is. 
It's the power of love. And I'm not even going to say unconditional love because that's not even really true. If there's love with conditions, it's not love. So the love and the care and the lessons that we're all teaching each other is so beautiful. And I think about my daughter. She teaches me more than anybody. It's, it's just amazing. She's a star child. She's, you know, she's totally tuned in. She doesn't even probably know it. But she has the most beautiful intuition. She says the most concise things. And it just blows my mind. So again, going back to, you know, why am I doing the things I'm doing? And even, you know, doing this and talking about this today, you know, I'm hoping I'm reaching some of the women that are listening, um, you know, giving you permission. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. Do what you want. Write down your desires. What are those things that you really want to achieve that you think, who am I to do that? But I'm going to tell you, who are you not to do that? You are the perfect person to do that. And the men that are listening, you know, helping support the women in your lives. You know, talk to your mother, thank your mother, thank your sisters, thank your daughters, all of these amazing things. You know, we need men in power, we need women in power, and not again in those those traditional senses of, you know, um, domination. Men in their power is so beautiful. We really want everybody to be the best versions of themselves. So I hope I shared some things that you can think about and ponder. And if there's something that's really resonating with you, please reach out to me. You know, I I will answer emails, um, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, anything, um, because I truly want this to be a connection with people, right? I, I hope this resonates with you. And I hope that, you know, I'm inspiring you to have, you know, faith in yourself and love in yourself that you're going to, you know, do beautiful things and really stand in your own power. Okay, thank you so much, Chimi Gwich, for listening. And I'm going to leave you with the Strong Woman song. So this song is really credited to... Um, Indigenous women that were in solitary confinement in a prison for women in Kingston, Ontario during the 1970s. So the women would sing this song as a way to stay alive and supporting each other while they were in solitary confinement or the whole. So I think it's so beautiful um, that we sing this song to honor them and to really honor all women because we are all strong women. Chimi Gwetch. <laughs>